are welcome to the Rohi Word. You are about to be transformed by the power of God's Word through his servant, Pastor Emmanuel Meffel. Pastor Meffel is a teaching evangelist who preaches God's Word passionately with signs and wonders following. He serves as the founder and lead pastor of the Rohi Church, a Christ-centered, family-focused, and discipleship-driven ministry. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, let us hear the Word of God. All right, let's go to Tamam. We are here for Tamam. Let me speak on Tamam tonight, and then I'll release you to go in a few minutes. After all, we have enjoyed the presence of the Lord already. I don't have to um, um, lay hands on you before you receive that impartation. I don't have to touch you before you receive anything. I believe that God himself is in the midst of us, and he's touching, he's healing, he's delivering, he's setting us on course, and he's putting us aright. Amen. Tamam simply means finish well. Tamam simply means complete. Tamam means full. I believe that by the grace of God, within these four days that we are going to be here, by the time we end the fourth day, we would have arrived at the place where God wants us to be. We will finish well in the name of Jesus. I said this year you will finish well. Your life will finish well. Your marriage will finish well. Your ministry will finish well. Your business will finish well. Anything that you touch will finish well. Any idea, any vision, anything that God has placed upon your heart. I came to tell you tonight that whatever the devil tries and does, you will still finish well. There's no demon, no spirit, no witch, no wizard, no enchantment that would prevent you from finishing well. As long as you have entered this building for the next four days, I prophesy over your life that your life will see your end and it will be a very good ending in the name of Jesus. Many marriages don't finish well. Many businesses don't finish well. Many ministries don't finish well. Many people don't finish well. The beginning is not as important as the end. That is why for us, it is too important for us to overlook the beginning and think about the end. And I speak over your life by the grace of God that you will finish well. You will finish well. You will not finish a failure. You will not finish useless. You will finish well. You will not finish in divorce. You will finish well. You will not finish bankrupt. You will finish well. You will not finish homeless. You will finish well. You will not finish cast away. You will finish well. You will not backslide. You will stand and finish well. That business you have started, you will finish well. That church you have started, you will finish well. That ministry you have started, you will finish well. That in, in whatever you have started, you will finish well. That building project, there are too many building projects that started and never finished. Minus you, you will start, you will continue, and you will finish. People will come and say congratulations. I just heard somebody saying to you, congratulations for finishing. Congratulations for ending. Congratulations for coming to an end. Congratulations turn to somebody and shout congratulations oh my goodness I'm just beginning congratulations congratulations first Samuel let's go quickly first Samuel chapter 1 I'm reading from verse 1 to 8 first Samuel hmm. are you here already first Samuel not Isaiah I will finish well. Whatever you do from the back, I will finish well. Sure. Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim, Zophim, of the mountains of Ephraim, 
and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, an Ephraimite. Continue. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah and the name of the other Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Penina had a business, Hannah had nothing. Penina had, so, so these were two people married to one man. Two people in the same job, two people in the same business, two people in the same church, two people in the same community, two people doing the same kind of thing. One was doing well, the other was not doing well. Your portion will not be the one that's not doing well. You will do well in the name of Jesus. You will not be like Hannah who at the time was not doing well. You do like Penina. You will do well. Two people married to one man. One was doing well. One was not doing well. Continue. Verse 3. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priest of the Lord, were there. Go on. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. Verse 5. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. To Hannah, he would give a double portion. For he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. So the Lord had closed her womb, but the man loved her, so he gave her double portion. Verse 6. I'm reading to 8. And her rival also provoked her severely. Oh, these rivals. These rivals, these people, when they see that you are down, they want to kick you further. From today, nobody will kick you when you are down. You are not even going to be down to be kicked in the name of Jesus. Today is the lowest you would ever be for the rest of your life. Today is the flattest you will ever be for the rest of your life. Today is the least anointed day you would ever be for the rest of your life. Today is the poorest you would ever be for the rest of your life. Today is the weakest you would ever be for the rest of your life. You are moving out of here stronger. You are moving out of here better. You are moving out of here wiser. You are getting bigger, bigger, bigger. By the end of this conference, you would have moved. I said by the end of this conference, we have moved. I said by the end of this conference, you will move. We will move. We will move. You are moving three steps by the end of this conference. You are moving. You are moving physically. You are moving spiritually. You are moving financially. You are moving maritally. You are moving psychologically. I said you are moving. I don't see anybody sitting down who is able to move. If you have to move, make a move. Make a move. You are moving. 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 You will not remain where you are when you came here. You are moving. Your marriage is moving. Your ministry is moving. Your business is moving. Your finance is moving. Your relationships are moving. Everything around you is moving. You are moving. Your rivals will not laugh at you again. Your opponents will not laugh at you again. Opposition will not fight you again. You are moving. Your neighbors are changing. Your employees are changing. Your employers are changing. Your clients are changing. Your letters and addresses are changing. Your location where you live is changing. We are moving. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable. Rival provoking to make you miserable. To make you miserable. I pray against any spirit that makes you miserable. It shall not operate in your life again. You shall come out of anything that makes you miserable. 
Any relationship that makes you miserable, we break it. Any connection that makes you miserable, we break it. Any dream that makes you miserable, we cancel it. Any contract that makes you miserable, we break it. Any connection, any contact, any issue that makes you miserable, we break it. You shall not be miserable. We come against the spirit of miserable attitude, miserable disposition, miserable countenance in the name of Jesus. That you are walking around and you are miserable, it shall not be your story. Nobody will look at you and say, why are you so miserable? No, nobody, I said from today, nobody will look at you and say, why are you so miserable? They will say that, why are you so happy? They will say that, why are you so excited? They will say that, why are you smiling? They will say that, why is everything working for you? You shall not be a miserable person. Your name will not be a miserable name. Your education will not be a miserable one. Your certificate will not be miserable. Nothing about you will be miserable in the name of Jesus. Because the Lord had closed her womb. Give me verse 7. I'm just getting ready for my, my message. So it was year by year when she went up. Year by year. Year by year you come for tamam. Year by year you go for prayer. Year by year you go for office anointing. Year by year you go for business. Year by year. Year by year. Year by year. When she went up to the house of the Lord. That she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Every time they meet you, they are provoking you. Every time they meet you, there's something that they have that they use against you. Every time there's one thing, one thing, one thing that they always have that they will never let go. Every time they meet you, they will use it against you. Because even though you are prospering, that thing is stronger than the prosperity that is upon your life. So no matter how prosperous Naaman was, he was a leper. So the leprosy overshadowed his prosperity. So they were always looking at him as a leper, even though he had prospered. So there are times that there's something about you. God probably has prospered you. Something has happened that has blessed you. But there's an issue around you that makes people look at you and see you as a miserable person, as a failure, and they use it against you and it grieves your heart from today. Nothing will grieve your heart in the name of Jesus. God will turn that situation around. And why is your heart grieved? Okay, so then verse 8. This is what I'm looking for. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, Hannah, tell somebody, Hannah. Hannah. Why do you weep? Why are you wailing? Why are you sad? Why are you downcast? Why are you acting as if nothing is working for you? Why are you depressed? Why are you morose? Why are you so twatted in everything that you are doing? Why is your face not looking nice? Why is your spirit not sounding nice? Why is your voice sounding so low? Why is everything not looking nice around you? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? This is the husband talking to the wife. Why are you not happy? Then he goes on to say, am I not better to you? than 10 sons. What he's trying to say is this. It is true that God has closed your womb. It is true that you don't have children. It is true that things are not working the way you expect it to go. But God has compensated you. 
I said, God has compensated you. For all the things that you are expecting that you have not seen, don't worry about it. Even though you have not seen what you are expecting, I came to tell you that God has a way of compensating us for the things that we have not seen. The place you are going, you are not there yet, but you are not where you used to be. You have been compensated. The problem with us Christians is that we don't enjoy the journey because we are thinking about the destination. We are always looking at the end of the journey. We are always looking at the end of the road. I don't have a house, but you have a place to stay. I don't have a husband, but you have a family that is smiling and praying with you all the time. I don't have a pastor, but you have brothers who come and visit you and pray for you. I don't have a home, but you have a home in your church. I don't have a car, but there's somebody who can give you a lift all the time. I don't have a husband. I don't have a wife. I don't have a child, but there are children in your family. They all call you mommy. They all call you daddy. God has compensated you. Stop looking at the Tamam because it is the journey to Tamam. You will see the compensation. If only you can open your eyes and look around, you will see God's compensation. That will give you some relaxation as you get to the end of the journey. Many of us, we are depressed not because God has not blessed us. He has compensated us. He said that, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why are you weeping? Why are you not eating? Why are you so depressed? Why are you so sad? Why are you acting as if God has disappointed you? God has turned his back on you. God has denied you his blessing. God has denied you his covering. He has not denied you anything. The problem is that you are looking at the end. But God is looking at the whole journey. He's not only looking at the end. He's not only the God who is at the finishing. He's the beginning. He's the middle. And he's at the end of the journey. So don't forget about God at the beginning. Don't forget about God in the middle. Don't only think about about God at the end. God is with you now. He was with you yesterday and he'll be with you at the end. He has compensated you. He has compensated you. No, as a church, as a church, we are not where we, we want to be. We are not at the place where we want to be. This roof is not our normal roof. This roof is just a temporary roof. We cannot sit down and say that because it's a temporary roof, we are not going to be happy. We are not going to dance in the building. We are not going to excite ourselves in the building. We could easily say that this roof is temporal, so we cannot dance. This roof is temporal. We cannot have tamam. Even though the roof is temporal, and we know that our final roof is higher than this one, we are still dancing in this roof. We are still enjoying the compensation. God has compensated us with a roof. God has compensated us with a building. He has compensated us with chairs. He has compensated us with a place that we can call our home. Stop looking at the end and look around your life. Hannah should have stopped crying by then. The husband is saying, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you weep? Why do you weep? You have wept for too long. You have cried for too long. You have been depressed for too long. You have been morose for too long. On the way to your tamam, there's a place called compensation. I'm going to talk to you about compensation. On the way to tamam, on the way to your end, on the way to finishing, on the way to what you are expecting God to do for you, on the way to embracing the blessing you have been praying for, on the way to embracing the twins, there's a place called compensation. On the place, on the way to embracing the husband, there's a place called compensation. On the way to embracing your new building, 
and walking into your new house, you will get there. I speak over your life in this church that everyone will build a house. Everyone will own a house. You would buy your land. You will own your house. You would build it. You will walk into it. You will be happy. You will sleep in it. But when you are on your way to that house, understand that God will compensate you with a rental building. God will compensate you to touch with somebody. God will compensate you to be with somebody which is not your own. If only we can enjoy the journey, if only we can accept the compensation, we will enjoy the journey more. If you can accept the compensation of God, you will enjoy the journey. Elkanah was telling the, 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 the wife, why are you weeping? This is not a time to cry. God has given you ten, ten men. Ten. I, am, I am better to you than ten sons. I am better to you than ten sons. I do, I do what ten sons cannot do. I give you money that ten sons cannot give you. I give you money and comfort that ten sons will not give you. I give you protection that ten sons will not give you. I give you access that ten sons will not give you. I give you advice that ten sons will not give you. I give you the comfort that ten sons will not give you. God through me has compensated you enough. Stop crying. Stop weeping. Stop grieving. You have been compensated by the ten sons that God gave you through me. So stop crying about the babies you don't have. Stop crying about the job you don't have. Yes, we know you don't have a job, but you have never gone home hungry. You have never gone to bed. You have never gone to bed on, a, on an empty stomach. You have never, never, never collapsed because you are hungry. We know you don't have a job. We know now you don't have a job, but it's just a matter of time the job will come. But whilst you wait for the job, God has compensated you with something. God has compensated you with something. You have been praying for the husband. Yes. We know you have been praying for a wife. Yes, we understand that that is your tamam. That's what you are looking for. It hasn't come yet, but God has not left you comfortless. He has given you brothers. He has given you sisters. He has brought people around you. I have seen people who cry every day. I want a baby. I don't have a baby. I want a baby. And God sends children your way. God sends you to a church where you can have access to children. You can have Sunday school children. You can have secondary school children. You can have primary school children. You can have any type of child you want to have. As you await the tamam that God has promised you, you must allow the compensation of God to settle your heart. God has compensated us. God has compensated us. Stop crying too much. Stop crying too much. Accept that on the way to your tamam, there's a place called what? Compensation. Compensation. And I'm going to show you someone who was compensated in the word of God, how the compensation was, and then I'll leave you to go and think about it. But you see that Hannah was compensated. Hannah was compensated. In fact, when you read verse 5 and 6, you could see that the husband loved it. Look at verse 5. He says that, but to Hannah, he would give a double portion. For he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. Compensated. Hannah was compensated. She was always getting more than the one who had babies. Getting more than the one who has babies. Why are you not looking at the things that God has given you? as your compensation. And you are always waking up and crying. Always in tears. Always in tears. When am I going to do this? When is this thing going to happen? When is my, this thing going to come? When am I going to see it? But look, where you are now is somebody's prayer topic. 
Where you are now is somebody's prayer topic. If, if it happens, if that thing happens to somebody, they will give a testimony, they will give an offering, they will put it on Facebook, they will put it on Twitter, they will put it on Instagram, they will make so much noise about it, but all you have to do and all you do is sit and cry, God, when are you going to come my way? And somebody is saying that, God, give me what she has. If only I could have this husband who is like 10 cents onto this woman, I'll be very happy. If only I could get this car that I have to push before it starts, I'll be very happy. If only I could get this motorbike that I can sit on and ride, I'll be very happy. If only I can get one leg that I can hop on, I wish I could hop like these people, but I cannot hop. I wish, I wish, I wish, and you are crying that I'm walking, I've been walking for too long, I'm tired. The man in the wheelchair is saying, Lord, just one leg, just one leg, just one leg, just one leg. You have been compensated with two legs and you are crying. God is watching you and somebody's prayer topic is what you are walking in. That's somebody's prayer topic. That is somebody's prayer topic. That thing that you are crying about is somebody's prayer topic. That job that you always complain about is somebody's prayer topic. It is called compensation. It is called compensation. Tomorrow I'll be talking about, I'll be talking about desperation. I'll be talking about desperation because compensation is not the end. After compensation, we move to a place called desperation. I will teach you on desperation tomorrow. But today I want to dwell on compensation. Compensation. God has a way of compensating us. And God has compensated us too much. No job, but you always have food. No husband, but you're always happy. We are too fixated on these things. Ruth chapter 4. I'm reading from verse 13. Ruth chapter 4. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. I'm sure you know the story already. On how all these things happened. They lost their husband, they lost their child and all of that. So they came and then Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. That was compensation right there. You lost somebody, God has replaced. And when he went into her, the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. Continue. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative. The women... <laughs> are you hearing me? The women are now talking to Naomi about God's compensation. They said that you lost your children, you lost your husband, you lost your family, you lost everything, you lost everything, but God gave you as daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law is the one who married somebody and that somebody gave the daughter-in-law a child. The daughter-in-law now gets a child and the women are now talking to Naomi and not the daughter-in-law. And the people are saying, the women said to Naomi, blessed be the Lord who has not left you without a compensation. He has not left you without a close relative. And may his name be famous in Israel. Continue. Continue for me quickly. And may he be to you a restorer. Oh my goodness. I'll be, I'll be breaking this thing down. I'll be breaking it down from 14. Go, go back to 14. Let me show you something. So the compensation, 
They said that God has not left you comfortless. He has given you a close relative. So when the compensation comes, the compensation is like a close relative. I pray over your life that God will compensate you with somebody in your life that would be like a close relative to you. May the blessing come as a close relative. God will compensate you. You may have lost your husband. You may have lost your wife. You may have not found one yet. But God has a way of compensating you. And he compensated Naomi. And the people saw it. Blessed be the Lord. When God compensates you, that's what you say. Blessed be the Lord. That's what you say. Blessed be the Lord. You bless the name of the Lord. So they are saying that blessed be the Lord who has not left you without a compensation. Without a close relative. And may his name be famous. So now they are talking about the compensation. That the compensation, no, the name of the compensation, the name of the place of the compensation must be famous in Israel. Hmm. I like this. Continue. Famous in Israel. And may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. So they are breaking it down. This compensation, this compensation that you are not seeing. These ten sons that I have given you, but you are not seeing. This baby that I have given you, because I think that at the time, Naomi was still crying. Naomi was still crying. That you know, I took a journey. I lost my husband. I lost my sons. Now I don't have anything. I don't have anybody with me. My life has come to an end. I'm a very sad person. Very depressed person. This is not supposed to be my end. This is not supposed to be my time. This is not how life must be for me. I have gone through too much. I have suffered too much. Things have not worked out. And the people who were sitting on the touch line, they were rather looking at Naomi and saying that, wow, God has really blessed you. God has really been gracious unto you. God has really, really promoted you. God has sorted you out. He has sorted you out. You don't have a reason to cry. You don't have a reason to be depressed. You don't have a reason to be sad. He says that, and may he be to you a restorer of life. May that compensation be a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons. Your daughter-in-law better to you than seven sons. You lost two, but God gave you a daughter-in-law that is better than seven sons. Look into your life. You will see somebody in your life that is better than seven sons. Into your life, you see somebody that is better than seven jobs. You into your life, you see somebody that is better than seven daughters. Look into your life, you see somebody that is better than seven husbands. Look into your life. You have just not looked. Otherwise, you would have seen it. You are only fixated on the end. I have not seen this. I have not seen this. You will never see it. Until you identify this one. Look onto your life. You will see. God has compensated you. God has compensated you. God has compensated. I have. Oh look. As I'm standing here. I am not where I want to be. But I am also not where I used to be. God has actually moved me. Pa. And he has compensated me. Pa. For everything that I lost and everything that I was hoping for and everything I'm expecting, as it is now, I feel that God has compensated me so much that I can say that if he doesn't even take me to the end, I am okay. 
I am okay. And that's the heart and the mind we must have. Until you get that heart, until you get that mind, it will be very difficult for God to take you to the end. Accept the compensation. Accept God's provision for now. Accept God's blessing for now. Accept what God has dropped in your lap for now. Accept what God has provided for now. As long as you can show appreciation for what God has done unto your life now, he would be encouraged to take you to the tamam that you are expecting. But until you look at the compensation and embrace the compensation and say that may he be to me a restorer of life and nourisher of my old age, you must begin to talk to your compensation and tell your compensation what they must be to you. He must be to you a restorer of life. May your compensation restore your life. May your compensation bring strength to you. May your compensation bring you from where you lost and bring you to where you are now. In the name of Jesus, he may be a nourisher of your old age. You must talk to your compensation. You are going to stay. You are not going to die. You will nourish my old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, better than seven sons has born him. Better than seven sons. Then Naomi took the child. Go on, 16. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nest to him. That was, that was when Naomi saw that, hey, and pa, I have really been compensated. This child is my compensation. This child is the one that will nourish my old age. This one will be a restorer of my life. This one is the one who will turn my life. This one, let me embrace this child. Let me take this child. And the Bible says, then Naomi took the child, laid him on her bosom, and became a nest to him. Next verse. Next verse. Also the neighbor women gave him a name saying, there's a son. Look at this one. There's a son born to who? Thousand Naomi who gave birth. There's a son born to Naomi. But Naomi didn't carry the baby. What I'm saying is that your compensation doesn't have to come from your hard work. Your compensation doesn't have to come from nine months of carrying a baby. Your compensation doesn't have to come from you going to do well and to well as a God gave her and God says that this, this one is your compensation. I'm giving it to you. There is a son born to Naomi. It was, it was not a son born to Ruth. But Naomi didn't go to carry any baby. Naomi didn't carry any baby. Naomi didn't vomit in the morning. She didn't spit in the morning. She didn't go dizzy in the afternoon. She didn't walk behind somebody's window and start begging for their banku. <laughs> you, you've not seen somebody who is pregnant before eh? they beg for everything they are sitting, they are sitting in a church row with you and they are begging for um, 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 your banana I, I have been there before I have seen some before I have seen some before I have seen some before I remember when we were in London one day we were coming back from church in the evening my wife was pregnant I was broke that's why I said God has compensated me. I was broke. Then my wife too. She's telling me that at that time she wants donut kebab. Donut kebab in so. Five pounds. And she also asked at the very wrong time when my mother-in-law was in the car. Oh. 
So, so when we came to Ghana, I said, Madam, I will compensate you. It me tomit, sir. Then I decided that this year I am taking you back to London and I'm going to compensate you with Donna Kebab. So I took her to London. I said, God has compensated. <laughs> I took her there. I said, How many do you want? Re, re, mommy, re, mommy. I can't, I don't like it. I don't. I saw cheer. But what I'm saying is that Naomi didn't have to go through all of that. It was Ruth who was begging for banana, begging for kuli kuli, begging for banchikaklo and all those things. But when they finished. There's a son born to Naomi. And they called his name Obed. He's the father of Jesse. The father of David. The father of Jesse. The father of David. And that makes him somebody connected to Jesus. But it was from a compensation. So what I'm trying to get you to understand is that sometimes your compensation is the road to your tamam. Your compensation, your compensation that you are overlooking, the compensation that you don't respect. If Naomi had told their friends that, you know what, this is not mine, this is for Ruth, that would have been the end of it. But she took the compensation, put it on her lap, nursed the baby. Nursed the baby means maybe breastfed the baby even. Accepted the baby. Why are you not accepting your compensation? Why are you fighting against your compensation? Why are you fighting against God's blessing for now? It may not be what you were expecting. You have been sowing seeds for so long and you are expecting some return. It hasn't come yet, but you have not ended it. You are just being compensated. The time of the real harvest is coming. Wait for it, but when the compensation is here, receive it. Receive it. Ruth was compensated. In compensation, she received number one, a close relative. I'm finishing now. She received a close relative. Someone you can count on. Who is a close relative? Someone you can count on. And may your compensation be someone you can count on. I said may your compensation be someone you can count on. Someone you can call upon. Someone you can call upon. Someone whether blood related or not. Who sticks closer than a brother. May God compensate you with a close relative. I said may God compensate you with a close relative. A close relative could be a husband. May God compensate you with one. A close relative would be a child. May God compensate you with one. May God compensate you with a blessing that will be to you like a close relative. A close relative. The second one they said. They said a famous blessing. A famous blessing. So the first one they said what? Compensation should be a close relative. Go to this, um, uh, your close relative, and may his name be famous. A famous blessing. Your blessing that God is going to give you, the compensation God is going to give you, is not going to be a silent blessing. It's going to be a famous blessing. I said it's going to be a famous blessing. God is going to compensate you with a famous blessing. Your blessing will not hide anymore. Nobody will, nobody will see you and doubt it whether you are blessed or not because it's going to be a famous blessing. 
When God gives you a stomach like that, a pregnancy like that, it cannot be hidden. It's a famous blessing. When God gives you a new business that's making thousands and thousands and millions of dollars, it's a famous blessing. When God gives you a new house, that when you are entering, you press a key and then the gate opens. It's a famous blessing. Hey! It's a famous blessing. It's a famous blessing. I speak over your life. That from today to the fourth day for this conference, may God bring into your life a famous blessing. May God bring a famous blessing. May you enter into a famous blessing. May you walk into a famous blessing. May you encounter a famous blessing in the name of Jesus. A famous blessing. Your compensation for the loss you made will not be a hidden one. Famous. It will be breaking news. It will be breaking news. No, people will call people and talk about it. Hey, what? What? Have you heard? Have you heard that Onunsu Onyamia Biekwano? Have you heard that Onunsu Onyamia Buano? Have you heard that Onunsu? That is a famous blessing. Have you heard that he has gained admission to the university? Have you heard that he's got a scholarship to go to Coventry University? Have you heard that he's got a scholarship to go to Harvard? Have you heard that he's got a fully paid scholarship? Have you heard that he's qualified to be a lawyer? Have you heard it shall be breaking news? and that is just your compensation we are not at Tamam yet we are just on the way this is compensation this is the compensation compensation and it says that it will be a restorer a restorer a restoring blessing your compensation will restore all that you have lost a restoring he says that what, what, verse 15 he says what May he be to you a restorer of life. That compensation will be a restorer of your life. Get ready. God is going to bring some wind into your life. That will bring in a blessing. And that blessing is going to restore everything you have lost all these years. It will come in one day. I was telling you on Sunday. How God blessed me at a point. That one day I was writing a check. I looked at the size of the check. I said that this is like my father and my mother's salary for the 30 years or so that they worked all together. One check, boom, like that. That shall be your story in the name of Jesus. Because my mother was earning maybe 45 cities a month. Calculate it over 40 years. Yeah, here they are. Multiply it by three, maybe that's my father. God brought it all together like this. One check. Shim. I looked at it. I said, God, you have compensated me for all the hard life that I went through when I was growing up. He will give you fish. That the fish. Let me even leave the fish for now. No, look, see, the fish is such that by the time you finish eating the food, the fish is still there because the fish is hard. You are biting the thing. It's biting you. You try to... <laughs> you try to pull it, then it will just bounce back like this. No. no. So if you ask my wife, she will tell you, I don't like fish. I don't like meat. I don't like a lot of those things. Because as I was growing up, no, I was stabbed. I was stabbed all those things. Until nampadi enemy. I see a lot of meat, no, I'll run away. No, it's not something I know how to. And if it's big, it's even worse. Big meat. Hey. I was growing up, 
the meat was like Maggie cube. Oh my God. Charlie? Uh, that's why I can tell you that God has compensated us. And that's why I know that he will compensate you. I said, I know for sure that you will be compensated. He is a God who compensates his own. On the way to your tamam, get ready for your compensation. It's a restoring blessing. Your compensation will restore all that you have lost. By the close of the year, God is going to restore all the things you lost this year. I said by the close of this year, you would be restored everything that you lost this year. If it was money, you will restore it. If it was a relationship, it will be restored. If it was finances, it will be restored. If it was energy, it will be restored. Whatever you lost this year, I prophesy over your life. By the end of this year, you would be restored in the name of Jesus. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. It's a restoring blessing. It will come into your life. Restoration of money, health. Then it says that and a nourisher, a nourisher, it will nourish you. It will nourish you. God will compensate you with a nourishing blessing. A blessing that nourishes you. You know, there are some blessings that when it comes into your life, or there are some compensations when it comes into your life, it drains you. This one is a compensation that will nourish you. People will see you and say that, hey, why are you fine, pal? You have been nourished by the compensation. You know, God will bring you a husband that, that will nourish you. I said a husband that will nourish you. Or a wife that will nourish you. A husband that will nourish you. Will nourish you. And people, people will look at you and say, hey, well, we put you on weight. We'll tell them that I'm being nourished. Forget about the weight. I am being nourished. It's biblical. It's biblical. Leave us alone. Somebody saw me and said, your stomach is coming. I said, forget it. Oh, forget it. It's not only my stomach that is coming. My arms too are coming. What nonsense. Is that, only the thing? is that the only thing you saw? Didn't you see my arms too coming? Didn't you see my cheeks coming? Why are you not talking about all the other places? Your stomach is coming. Oh, I'm being nourished. Tell the person, I am being nourished. Embron Sam. Obi, obi, onyame nourish obi. What is that? Is it not nourishing? You see a sister, a Christian sister. God is nourishing her. Her skin tone, aye nice. Nima ye nice. Ne pimples na A lot of things are going well. Then you look at the person. Hey, what have you been using? She's using anointing oil. She's using anointing oil. Please. She's being nourished. She's being nourished. If you don't want to be nourished, leave those of us who, who like to be nourished. Let the Lord nourish us. May you receive a nourishing blessing. May you receive a nourishing blessing. May you receive a nourishing blessing. A blessing that will nourish you. Won't money nourish you? It will nourish you. Won't a husband nourish you? Won't a husband and wife nourish you? Ah, won't a good job nourish you? Won't an anointed man of God nourish you? Abba. I'm talking about, I'm talking about compensation. Talking about compensation. On the way to your tamam, you will receive your compensation. Just as Naomi received her compensation. Just as Hannah received her compensation. 
Hannah is my target for the whole term. She received her compensation and her husband was telling her, but she herself hadn't seen it. As you are going home, you are working with somebody, start discussing, sister, brother, where is the compensation pastor is talking about? They will tell you. They will tell you. People your age don't have what you have. People your age don't have. People more educated than you, they don't have what you have. People who, are, who you used to copy from in school, they don't have what you have. No, me, by the grace of God, I can tell you that God has nourished me. God has compensated. Because, look, when I went to school, I told you the last time that, you see, my school, when I started Form 1, secondary school, there's the notice board. My school, when, when after exams, following term, you come and then the, the results have been pasted on the notice board from 1st to 252. So, you, you know your level. So, you don't, you know, first 50, second 50, third 50, fourth 50, fifth 50, last two. So, you just know your level. You know that first 50 there. <laughs> so, my children, oh, they know their father is intelligent. Sure. So, you check so me, I, I never used to check the first week. I knew that me, I'm, a, I'm a very powerful student. But I don't like exams. <laughs> yes, it's not everybody who likes exams. We are intelligent, but we don't like exams. So me, I won't go and stand here. Why, why do you test my brain power with just two hours exams? Then you tell me that I'm not intelligent. So I, I'll just stand behind, behind all the... Uh, all the so-called intelligent ones. I'll stand there and I'll, I'll just... Because it's, it will never be at the top. So I just... <laughs> oh Lord, you have compensated us too much. Look, we, we look at the thing like that. We don't say anything. You just look at it... Uh, Then, then quickly, you just, you just you just act as if you didn't see anything. You didn't even. <laughs> but you see, by the grace of God, now those people who, who used to stand here and they are watching the thing, you know, they are looking at it and they're smiling, and, and then they will turn and look at those of us who are on this side, checking the thing. They are, <laughs> they are the ones that now. They send you WhatsApp. Charlie, you know go feed Momo me some 20. You know go feed Momo me some 100. I said God has compensated us. God has compensated us. You know go feed Momo as something. I said there were people too intelligent. You couldn't even talk to them. You couldn't, you can't even talk to them. They are so intelligent. I mean when you start talking to them, you sound like a stupid idiot. You can't even tell them. Can you explain this one to me? The way they will look at you. They, they are confused why you don't understand. Are you, are you that? I, mean, I can't explain it to you because if you can't understand this, I don't know what to tell you. 
These are the people. But by the grace of God, I said that shall be your story. The people that you could not have conversation with, now you don't have to look for them for conversation. They are coming to ask you. They are coming to talk to you. Now they are asking, they are calling. One of them drove all the way to my house. My this, my wife, my husband, my child, my this. I want you to, what do I do? I, do, I said, hey! It be me be this. Me and my boy. Yeah, let me yes, yeah, no. It be me be this. And God has compensated me like this. And this is just the beginning. We are now going to the Tamam. I see God compensating you. I see God restoring you. I see God blessing your life. I see God nourishing your life with a compensation that will nourish you in your old age. That will take care of you in your old age. A nourishing blessing. Receive a compensation that will nourish you. And then you, you now it says that verse 16, verse 16, this is how you treat that blessing. Receive the close relative. Naomi took the child, laid him on her bosom, and became a nurse to him. That's all Naomi had to do. The problem we have is that we fight with the compensation. We resist the compensation. We reject the blessing. We fight. We don't even, we don't even acknowledge it. I remember once in South Africa, a friend of mine got a car. Somebody dashed him a car. The car was delivered to this, my friend. His wife, okay, so the friend came to me and said, Ima, God has blessed me with a car. I've been praying for this car. And God has blessed me with this car. I was happy. Then I met his wife. His wife said, Is that a car? Is that a car? It's an Ishmael. It's an Ishmael. It's not an Isaac. We are waiting for Isaac. They have brought us an Ishmael. I will never sit in that Ishmael. Look, and I was, I was, I, and these were people who were praying for a car. Somebody gives you a car. It's an Ishmael. I don't want it. The man too says that God has blessed me with a car. The wife says it's an Ishmael. We don't want it. I can tell you till today, they never sat in the car. The car never moved once. And I don't know what happened to the car. And as I'm talking with you now, they are still using two legs. Still waiting for the Isaac. Little did they know that there must be compensation on the way to the Tamar. There must be compensation. God will give you small compensations. God will give you little blessings. God will give you little breakthroughs. God will give you little openings. And all you have to do is to embrace the child. Embrace the blessing. Receive the blessing. Receive the blessing. Receive the blessing. Receive the nourishment. Receive the, the, the blessing that will make noise. Receive the blessing that will not make noise. Receive the blessing that will nourish you. Receive the blessing that will restore you. Just receive it. Just receive it. Just receive it. Because after receiving it, the child became, 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 and then Jesus came. All she had to do was receive it. All you have to do is receive it. I said all you have to do is receive it. Stop fighting the compensation. Stop fighting God's blessing. Begin to receive it. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. 
Thank you for listening to Pastor Emmanuel Methel. We hope you were blessed by the message. Worship with us at the Rohi Church in Community 22, Tema. Every Sunday from 7.30 to 9.30 for the tree service and 10.30 to 12.30 for the English service. We have Bible studies from 9.45 to 10.30 a.m. Tuesday empowerment service is from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. Download the Rohi Church app on Google Play and App Store for more life-transforming messages. Follow Pastor Emmanuel Methel and the Rohi Church on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call us on 0204-336-002 for counseling and inquiry. Rohi Church, loving God, making disciples, and evading globally. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Hot Jobs Africa Limited, Ghana's number one HR firm. Looking for quality staff? Looking for a job? Contact us on 0204-336-009. Think HR, think Hot Jobs Africa.